Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Missions of a Mind Elephant podcast. My name is Paul, thank you for taking out time to listen. On today's show, I'll be talking about um, last night's loss to West Ham in the Carabao Cup. My United lost 1-0 at home to West Ham. And as a result, we've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup. So, it's now... We'll, well, my United now will be focusing just on the Premier League, the FA Cup, and the Champions League, hoping that we'll win one of these trophies. I'll be sharing my thoughts on, well, let me say, one of these trophies I meant to say. At least one of these trophies. Realistically, we should be aiming to win at least one of these trophies. But you and I know that it's not likely going to be possible. But uh, we'll talk about that more later in the show. But that is it basically we are out of the carabao cup so i'll be sharing my thoughts on the game itself and what this defeat means for the status of many players in the club and the performances as well what it means for the club so with that being said let's get right into it Welcome back to the show. So, uh, let me start by talking about Ole's selection for the game um, between Minor and West Ham at Old Trafford in the Carabao Cup third round. Um, basically, the team looked good on paper. Um, Dean Henderson, Diego Dalot, Eric Bay, Victor Lindelof, um, Alex Telles, um, Van der Beek, Emmanuel Matic. Um, Jesse Lingard, Juan Mata, Anthony Marshall, and Jaden Sancho. On paper, that team should be able to defeat um, West Ham's second string at home. Definitely at home, we should be able to be winning that game. Unfortunately, we have attackers um, who... We have a bishop of attackers who are... Not in very good form now. Sancho is adapting to the pace of the English game, adapting to the club, knowing his teammates, and is actually struggling at the moment. And also, Anthony Marshall, we all know Anthony Marshall's problems. It is well documented the problems Anthony Marshall is having or has been having since last season. He's, he's having a crisis of confidence. He's, um, he's in poor form and... His general play is abysmal, terrible, and we also have uh, Juan Mata, who we all know is best to sell by date, but he still gets contract extensions and gets a look in the club. Now, ordinarily, this team, on a good day, should be able to defeat West Ham, or at least force them to a draw. But... See, once we know this, the front three, Marta, Marshall, and Sancho, knowing their status, then looking at Jesse Lingard again, who, of course, we know Lingard is another, I wouldn't say controversial, but a tricky situation. We know what Lingard can do, 
And we also know that Lingard is in the situation he is in for a reason. And it is that for the past two seasons he has been having a, he has been off form. He has had um a terrible time. Of course he had off field problems, domestic problems at home, um, which affected his game and his head. Now I think it's over that and he's beginning to get back to his form. But because of the period he was off form, it affected his place in the team with the advent of Bruno in the Man United squad, who is untouchable. And we also know Pogba too is also untouchable because of the name, the brand. So just Lingard has had troubles getting back into the side. And when he gets back to the side, he always tries to impress and sometimes he overdoes it and we end up being non-productive okay so the front four Lingard, Sancho, Marshall, Mata although looks good on paper it looks exciting on paper but on the field of play they were nullified by West Ham's low block and this is the problem I have with Manchester United we don't seem to know how to break teams down and that's why it's so difficult, um, it's so painful and frustrating. Because this these clubs know our the clubs know our rivals, our opponents know that my United is unlikely to of course we have we win games to come from behind when we play our best players. Okay. But they know that they have a chance whenever they play a low block against my United. Because we struggle and labor to break them down unless there's a mistake or a fortuitous penalty. And we've been having these penalties for years now. For the past two years, we've been very lucky in getting lots of penalties the last two seasons. But it appears that the tide has turned um, against us now. Referees seem reluctant to award penalties. And I don't know, in the Carabao Cup third round, is Vera not in play? Because it appears Vera is not in play. And that's I think now for I mean, now that Vera has become very important in the game that we play, well well, right now in Europe, now that we know how crucial the role Vera plays, I expect that Vera should be in use in all competitions, not just the Premier League. Not just in some stages in the competition, it appears that Vera was not used in the third round of the competition. I stand to be corrected, anyways, but I don't think it was applicable in today's game um, with West Ham. Okay, because why would John Moss miss out on McNoble's uh, foul on? Just legal in the 80 yard box, and VL was not there to even ask John Moss to take a look and see if he, he, he made right decision. Nothing. I don't understand. Of course, in hindsight, that penalty should have been given. Maybe it would have helped us to win the game. But according to the stats, we had 27 attempts to go and only had four on target. And really, if you have to do seven attempts, you should be doing better, um, you know, scoring. Um, of course, many of the shots were from either at the edge of the 18-yard box or outside the 18-yard box. But then, 
Uh, it just shows you the quality of attackers we put in forward. And maybe maybe this depth that we think we have really don't have it. Yes, maybe if Rashford, Ronaldo, Greenwood are fit, and Cavani, yes, we have a fearsome attack. But these backups, when the chips are down, Sancho, Greenwood, no, sorry, not Greenwood, Sancho, Marshall, Lingard, uh, they may, it may be a problem for us, you know. Although Lingard has scored twice this season, so we have to cut him some slack. Um, so let me remove Lingard from that equation. Marshall, Sancho, and Mata. Of course, Mata will not be getting too many um, games now that the Carabao Cup is gone. I guess we'll be bringing, uh, maybe Ole will be compassionately be bringing him on um, when. We have um, won games without any hope of the position coming back into the game. Maybe that's when Ole will be giving runners to players like Juan Mata. Um, anyway, I'll talk about more some of the players we have at this club that are unproductive and actually holding us back. You know, so the selection looks good on paper, but in reality, it didn't really work out for us, especially in the attack. So, overall, the game, overall, the performance was good. Overall, it wasn't a terrible performance. It was a good one. Um, we only lacked a goal and a sloppy moment in defence uh, led to West Ham. Well, other than that, West Ham didn't do anything. didn't really create much chances. Um, it didn't really create much chances West Ham until the final stages when we had to go for it and leave ourselves exposed and they had about four chances in like three to five minutes you know at the later stages of the game um, but overall the performance was good we just lacked um, we, not, we didn't have clinical finishers on the night um, one thing I don't understand why Ole keeps insisting on playing Sancho from the left wing. We bought Sancho to play from the right wing. Why does Ole keep playing him on the left? These are the little things that um, people are not speaking about. It's just unfortunate. Personally, why is Sancho playing from the left wing? We bought him as a right winger. Marshall can play on the left wing. Okay. Um, Lingard can play from the left wing. Why is Mata playing on the right wing? When Sancho is there, Mata can play anywhere, anywhere he wants to play. He has the technique, he has the brains, he has the football intelligence to play anywhere in the midfield or in the forward line. But why keep Sancho, who is adapting to the pace of the Premier League, trying to adapt? Why don't you just, why don't you just play him in his best position to ease his adaptation? Why make it worse or more difficult for him? Who are we trying to show on or accommodate? Sanchez only played on the right, or only played from right against young boys. And that game he was substituted before halftime because of Wambisaka's red card. So, so many things are wrong at the moment. Only decisions and management is questionable to say the least. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. You sign a player for £73 million, you put him in his best position and play him. Jack Grealish, 
who Man City sent for 100 million, is being played on the left. Purple loves to chop and change and mix things up. He's not even moving Grealish from the left wing. He has kept him there to help him blend in, adapt to the Man City style of play, and he's contributing immensely. Nobody's making any excuses for Grealish. He has an assist or two, and I think he has a goal or two already in all competitions. But we are all here making excuses for Sancho. Yes, some of them are valid, but I don't think I don't think um, we are helping or Ole is making things easier for the young lad. So Ole needs to rethink his uh, management of uh, Jaden Sancho. We know Greenwood is untouchable, so if Greenwood is starting, I can understand that. At the moment, Greenwood seems untouchable, but if you're going to play Sancho and Greenwood is not starting, by all means, please play him on the right. Play him in his best position. Today was a good opportunity for Sancho to play in his best position and try and impact the game, but it was not to be. It's very sad. So, overall, the, the performance was good, but we just lacked the finishing touch in scoring the goals, you know. So, that's basically. On individual performances, the Henderson didn't have much to do until the latter stages and he helped keep the scoreline respectable because of the saves he made at the latter stages where the defense was exposed we had to go for it and take risks and left us we it left us open at the end at the back and um did Henderson saved very well from Mark Noble and um who else did he save from I think uh, Yamolenko Yamolenko so he the post too as well I believe so um, it was uh, a good performance from Dean Henderson he did very well um, he will have to beat this time the guy is undoubtedly our number one he has to beat this time and unfortunately the cops have been taken away from him by this early exit so he has to he has to hope that my United can easily qualify Perhaps, had it been that we had avoided loss to young boys, probably by the fourth game, we should have wrapped up our qualification to the second round of the Champions League and, you know, give him a run out in the remaining two games. But as it is now, Ole is unlikely to do that until probably on the last game, maybe when we've already, hopefully, we've already sealed qualification. But at the with what I am seeing, I'm getting worried. Uh, in the league, we may do okay, but in these knockout competitions, I'm going to worry about Ole's, the form of Ole. Ole seems clueless. You know, he seems he's, he's, he's been starting seasons poorly. Last season, we started poorly. We lost many games and it took us a while to catch up. This season, it's like we are starting over again. We've lost to young boys last week. Today, we've lost to West Ham. Who knows what will happen in the Champions League against Atlanta and Villarreal. Those guys are not mugs. And they will give us a sterner test than West Ham have or young boys have. And I won't be surprised that these teams will um, pack the bus, try and make a go first, and will begin to struggle. United, 
for United, if United is going to win any game, we have to score first. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Yes, we are good at coming from behind. But with a second-string team, it's a big risk. And it showed today. So, Dean Henderson did very well. Um, Dalot, I felt it was... Dalot had opportunities to put crosses into the box, but I guess he knew that it was going to be a fool's errand. I did not do that that much because Marshall is hardly in a position to nick the nick the ball or score a goal in a goal poacher's position. How I wish Cavani was fit. This is the problem. We buy a player who gets injured, you know, at any time. Cavani, we gave him an extended break because of his um, act, his um, involvement in the Copa America, I believe. We gave him an extended break. He came late, played only against Wolves, and he's already injured. Imagine if we had the Cavani in the attack today of Marshall. Perhaps the players would be tempted to put balls into the Etienne box for him to attack them you no, know, and poach on them. But Marshall is completely useless. Marshall is hardly in a position to... Even Greenwood and Elanga, who came in as subs, had more um, access to the ball, who were more involved than Marshall. Marshall just disappeared, became the invisible man in the latter stages. It's not good enough. He needs to be involved. Okay, I don't understand. Anyway, I'll get to Marshall later. Why I brought Marshall up is because of Dalot did not make as many crosses into the box because Marshall was not in a dangerous position to attack them. He made only one cross that Marshall missed in the first half. But other than that, he didn't make that much crosses because of there was really going to be nobody to attack them. So why waste possession? So I, I think he had a decent performance. Um, Eric Bailly was outstanding. I think for me was the best defender amongst all the defenders today. He did very well. He was good aerially, made a lot of interceptions, made a lot of good tackles, you know, was involved, energetic, he was fast, everything. I wish the, I wish Ole could pair him with Varane. I'm sure we would have a very, very good defense. Of course, that moment of madness can come in, but I think it's far better than Maguire's regular mistakes that we often see that doesn't get much talked about because of his status as the captain and probably because he's English. So, uh, thumbs up to Eric Bae for a very good performance defensively. Eric I mean, Victor Lindelof also had a decent game. He didn't do much wrong. Um, he did very well. I think that's because West Ham was... Uh, West Ham didn't really put them to the test. They were only trying to hit us on the break. Uh, they didn't have too many chances. We bust the midfield. We had a lot of the possession. So, uh, West Ham were very toothless until the final stages whereby they were having three on twos, four on threes, three on ones, you know, because of we had we had we had to go for broke, you know. 
So Lindelof had it the same game. Alex Ellis was woeful and he was very rusty. And I don't see why Telles was played barely a week of training. So what has been out for months. He got injured during preseason. And preseason was in August. This is um September twenty first or twenty second. You know, and he almost close to, I would say, close to five weeks. He has not played any game. One week of training, you rush him in and he gives us a stinker. David Moyes obviously knew that he was a weak link after he had analyzed the team and had made his attacks from his wing. And that was where the goal came from because Teles was very weak. He allowed Fredericks to just go past him and Sancho. And that one, and that one delivered a good cross. And nobody was marking uh, for now. Or sorry, Lanzini, who scored West Ham's goal. So it was very slow from Teles. In a sense, I, I get that Ole didn't have much of a choice. Um, because he's the only fit back up to... Sure, he, I guess he wanted to give sure a rest. That's fine by me, but um, I don't think that mistake by Teles was the reason why we lost. Of course, the winning goal came from there, but um, I think um, United should have done better attack wise. All right, so Matic was very good for most of the game. He was very good in the in the first half. He was outstanding. It was also very good for most of the second half. Uh, later on, he started making sloppy passes that are quite frustrating for me. Five-yard pass, you pass straight to the opposition. Someone in front of you, you pass straight to him. That, to me, is criminal. It's a jailable offense, in my opinion. How can you... Someone who is in front of you, you pass the ball straight to him. It makes no sense. And that is the annoying, me, annoying thing for me. For matches, but other than those sloppy passes he made, which were few, um, he did very well. Matic, Donny van de Beek also did very well, um, especially in the first half and some parts of the second half. Of course, they tired probably because they've not played that much this season, but they did okay. I don't see why Ole keeps playing Fred and McTominay in the big games or in the league. Um, Van der Beek can play the role of Fred or McTominay easily without any force. He can tackle, he can mark, he, has, he uses the ball well, he has good passing accuracy, you know, and he's not a pushover like Fred, who a little push is already scrambling on the floor, you know, the ball control is zero. No. Fred, I mean, Van der Beek should be getting more games. Yes. Um, Ole trusts Fred because of his tenacity, his energy, and all that. But there are some games that uh, you should be you should be able to put Fred on the bench and allow Van der Beek to play. And maybe, just maybe, uh, Van der Beek can really shine and make have sustainable running in the side to keep the team happy. I don't think Fred, um, Fred's tenacity should be. Um, should overall or should be should be placed in greater priority over Van der Beek's football intelligence, better um, 
use of the ball and distribution really and he can he can join the attack and I'm sure he can score goals too. He made some shots that were wayward, but that can also be fixed. Uh, fresh shots too often are also wayward as well. So, um, Mata, Juan Mata, uh, some, for some, in a, for, for a bit, Juan Mata was playing the attacking midfield, then started drifting to the wing. So I think he was interchanging with, uh, Jesse Lingard. So, um, I think Mata had a good game, to be honest, uh, but he does not have the energy to, you know, to play against physical teams like West Ham, you know. And one or two occasions, he was just pushed off the ball easily, you know, rubbed off the ball. And, you know, John Moss was right. They were not, he was too weak to, you know, challenge those um uh, midfielders who robbed him of the ball, and they were they were judged fair challenges, and I agree with John Moss in that instance. You know, so I don't understand why Mata keeps getting contracts at this club. He's thirty three now, I believe. Probably by the end of the career, he'll be thirty four years old, and they like Mata. I get it. The club loves him. We all love him because he's. Is a quality player, but he's passed itself by date, so we're only going to be getting diminishing returns. Now he will just be drawing salaries, and we will not be contributing meaningfully to the team because I don't see Ole playing him regularly in the Premier League. He will not play him regularly, except he's bringing him five minutes to the end of the game, ten minutes to the end of the game when a game is already done and dusted. United in the driving seat. That's all I see until the FA Cup resumes again. I think it's just a waste to keep such a player to be playing in cup competitions and not really affecting the league. Um, Ole and United as a whole, the technical department and whoever is in charge of transfers should grow some balls and just let some players go. Jesse Lingard, Phil Jones, terminate their contracts. Players surplus requirements, let them go. Tahi Chung and Jasperera. Sell them if you're not going to play them. Sell them. Most of those players being sent alone, sell them outright, you know, and know what you're doing and be focused. They're just keeping many players hoping that there'll be a breakthrough, a turnaround in their careers, and they're allowing the team to suffer as a whole because many of these players will not get enough minutes to justify their stay in the club. Many of them won't. Um, Marshall was woeful, um, was terrible in the first half. He was involved, but after some chances he wasted in the first half, uh, some shots that were off target, one or two shots that he toe poked wide, you know, it was non existent in the second half. It was invisible, terrible performance, and only kept him on. That is the reality. Ole is giving him chances to, you know, get back some form, get back some confidence. And my contractual is not even back yet. If Rashford is fit, he benches Marshall. Marshall would probably not get too many chances because Ronaldo will probably be playing many games. And if Ronaldo is substituted, Cavani, if he's fit, who move into the attack. So, Marshall's days apparently are numbered and 
last season i'll be sad if he was sold right now i won't i won't care less good readers to bad rubbish we can't be seeing such performances and be happy about him it's just ridiculous then just lingard compared to he had one or two shots uh one was it by areola well alphonse areola or i don't know how to call him that without it sounded like i'm calling a nigerian name so uh Real made one of his saves i uh, made a save from just lingard um from outside the 18 of course in the first half so he really do much um i think it was just a i would say below average performance from just lingard today he was quite selfish he made he didn't make certain passes he should have made was looking for glory again i guess west stam and i think he the Western players were wise to it and blocked most of his shots. So, um, he didn't do too well today, in my opinion. And that was why he was substituted. Um, who else have I not talked about? Um, Jaden Sancho, yes. Again, another poor performance. Uh, for the price tag and for the reputation and for the hype, he's not living up to the hype. I understand we have to be patient with him and we'll be patient with him. But Ole, in my opinion, has to start him more on the right, which was what we signed him for. If Greenwood is not playing, if Greenwood is playing, then play a specialist left winger, uh, either Lingard or Marshall on the left, and bring uh, Sancho on as a sub for Greenwood. I think that is the best way to go. In my opinion, um, for Sancho for now, you know, so the fact that he's being benched and he's being brought as a sub doesn't mean that his his future is not bright. I think he needs time. Many players, that was how they were eased in players like Mkhitaryan, even though ultimately it turned out, um, it turned out. He didn't. He didn't settle. He didn't adjust. We had to sell him to Arsenal. But in his first season with Man United, Victoria didn't get in. Could could hardly get into the first team. Eventually, he got his chance, and he started producing. And he was he scored in the Europa League final. So there are many ways you can ease in a player, really. So that's basically Bruno Greenwood and um, Elanga. Well. They all did their best. Elenga didn't really impact the game. He didn't really do much, you know. And Bruno tried to make things happen. He was involved, more involved than Marshall. In the second half, Marshall, who was on the pitch, was more involved. But it was all to no avail. Um, Greenwood, his immediate uh, introduction almost led to an equalizer. But Alfonso Ariola made a good save. <laughs> And he was very involved. Greenwood is in good form. And um, I think I like what Greenwood did. He did very well for the period he was in. He did very, very well. Kudos to Greenwood. Thumbs up to him. So, that is it. Um, my submission over this performance is, well, we are out of the Carabao Cup. And so, we just have the Premier League and the Champions League and the FA Cup to battle it out. And Ole will be using his best players for those competitions, especially the Premier League and the Champions League. Um, many of these players have blown their chances of regular football unless injuries or suspensions 
give them opportunities to play, you know. So I don't see Varane getting long term injuries. I don't see um, Bruno getting any long term injuries anytime soon. I don't see Ronaldo getting any long term injuries. These players are usually super fit. So I don't know if Ole will be courageous to use Van de Beek, but as we have seen, the the guy is very stubborn and he'll probably keep on using Fred till Fred does what Lingard did against young boys. Fred has done it before, he did it, but he didn't remove Fred because apparently Fred has a lot of credit in the back. And truth be told, yes, um, Fred did very well for many parts of last season and the season before. But this season, Fred has been poor and... If it's going to be using Fred, let's hope that Fred will get will get to return to the form he had um for most of last season. Um a very disappointing performance. I was very hurt by the loss. I was very angry during the game. There was a lack of urgency. It's like they're not taking the game seriously. And only was laughing with David Moyes after uh, Bruno Fernandez's stunt. Um uh, towards the end of the game. Why are you laughing? So when people say um, Ole is under pressure, I, I, I doubt it. I don't think he's really under pressure. I think his job is secure. Very secure because alarm bells are not ringing. I think the alarm bells will start ringing by the time we begin to drop points against Atalanta and Villarreal. I, I really look forward to the Champions League fixtures because that's, that is where Ole will begin to feel the heat. He's not feeling the heat now. Many fans on Twitter are already discounting the Carabao Cup, making excuses for him. Let's see the excuses they'll be making for him if he fails to uh, defeat Atalanta and Villarreal or begin to struggle and get knocked out of the Champions League again in the first round. I think if that happens, Ole should be sacked. If the Glazers are really serious on actually moving this club forward, Ole should be sacked if we get knocked out again in the first round of the Champions League. That will be two years back-to-back. That is completely unacceptable for a club of our stature. But that is this is early days. This is not the time to talk about the Champions League. This is the time to really reflect on this Carabao Cup performance and the submission for me is many players like Eric Bailly, Victor Lindelof, Diego Dalot, Dean Henderson, Alex Telles, Van der Beek, um, Jesse Lingard uh, have many of the chances they have to have a lot of game time has ended right now because the Carabao Cup ordinarily will give you about eight matches, roughly about eight matches if you go all the way to the final. Okay, that is about eight games gone. You know, third round, fourth round. I think there's a semi-final, two games. Okay, five or six games there about if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so we've those are games that they could use to build fitness, which is gone right now. So Ole is under pressure to keep players happy. And I don't think Ole has the management, the tactic the news, the wisdom, the intelligence or the skills to keep that overbloated squad happy, really. 
I don't think he has it. He will settle for his favorites and those he trusts for most of the season, unless injuries decimate the team. Okay, so that is it basically. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you all. I hope on Saturday when we take on Aston Villa, the results will be more favorable and we'll forget about this Carabao Cup disaster um, as quickly as it came. Thank you so much. Have a pleasant week ahead of you. Bye for now.